0: This week, we're gonna go through a copywriting technique we use to mine reviews to understand exactly what key points people need to see to buy your products. There's also some training of copywriting in the show notes, so if you wanna download that, please click the link below. And, yep, let's get started.
1: Good morning, Ian. You. Good morning
0: Good morning my brother yeah i Good almost morning. said action at the end but then i realized that that wouldn't be right um and so welcome to another episode of the how is your brother's podcast we are going to be talking about uh what we going be we're going to talk we're going to talk about how we find the anxiety and the key points that we want to put on the product page and also across how to sell the item that we're selling through um through review mining Mm -hmm. and understanding anxiety and understanding desire and the process we kind of fell across it's Um, one of our
1: secrets it's one of the secret brothers top secrets that we're about to tell you
0: yeah it isn't that secret well it's it's one of those it's it's one of those things that you say to people to do because it's quite hard to do because it actually quite it takes quite a lot of uh, hours to actually do the mining of, of, of the reviews which we're going to talk about. and so a lot of people don't actually do it. Um, but it helps that I've got um, a team of 10 uh, VAs which do these kind of things for me which really really helps. but um, yeah. so what what it what, what, what we I, mean, I think I can't remember which which business we were looking at, but I think there was one of them particularly, that we had no idea about that market and we didn't know um anything about you know like let's say it was like microblading or something like that you know like which is that that permanent i've since discovered is that permanent um like tattooing your eyebrows on and things like that like um permanent makeup i think um now if we we're going to do a site in that market like we wouldn't have a clue of what the most important things were to the customer or not so what we'd have to do is go and have to look at the data. So that's kind of how we discovered. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. But we started I think we we started to do
1: it you know, on and off probably about six, seven years ago. Mm. And and when we say we started to do it, what we mean is we go into the market and we look at the competitor reviews. Yeah. We look at the business that we're looking at you know, the e-commerce business we're looking at, and we we look at their reviews, and we look at the competitor reviews as well. And we're looking at the good reviews and the bad reviews. And I think what's awesome about this is that, you know, that information is publicly available. You can go into your competitors' reviews on Trustpilot or Reviews.io or FIFA, whichever one they use, and you can see what the customers love about them, and what the customers hate about them. It's all there, open. And I just think that is such an awesome thing. And you know what? It's very rare that people have a look at their competitors' reviews. And it's like, why wouldn't you look at your competitors' reviews? You're trying to find out how they are growing and scaling, and what do they do. So we started to look at it and I think it was that example of a business that we didn't really know much about, and we were trying to understand what the job to be done was. Like, what? Why emotionally do these customers buy? You know, and and also, what do they get anxious about? Mm. You know, what would stop them buying? What do they moan about? And what? We, in a nutshell, I won't you'll go into the details and the technique a bit more. But in a nutshell, the when you look at the positive reviews. That tends to give you the job to be done. Like that's the reason why people tended to tend to have bought it in the first place, and and the and the negative reviews tends to give you the anxieties that you need to over, overcome. It's the sort of reviews that go, oh, I knew it wouldn't arrive on time, or I knew they would get my order wrong, or I knew they wouldn't deliver it up the stairs, or I knew the colour would be wrong, or I knew mm. it wouldn't fit my, you know, my particular you know laptop or whatever you know and it's like so you can see so what they moan about is is what you've got to address and then and then when you're looking at your site so if you pull the reviews off and we put them into buckets and you you analyze them you can put them into categories you know you know the job to be done and you know that what they're anxious about and then you go back to your website and look at well are we addressing these things hmm. you know particularly the anxious anxiety ones because i think the job to be done tends to set the scene of the marketing and the photo shoots and things like that
0: but yeah. the anxiety
1: ones you often think well we're not you know we've seen that people are really bothered about the returns policy but we're not we're not saying you know we're not showing we've got an amazing returns but we've got 60 day no criminal returns policy you know mm. but we're not showing it like it's hidden within our terms and conditions and it's like that's clearly something that customers really want to know about anyway yeah. that's my preamble so it's fascinating we always love it we always find some
0: really nice little nuggets yeah and i think i think one of the ideas came there was there was uh, back in i don't know maybe four or five years ago there was a big um there's a company and probably still do it today they used to go and mine amazon reviews there's to go to a category like a hairdryer and go and mine all the reviews pull them all off um which is actually quite difficult to do because amazon doesn't like scraping of reviews for obviously obvious reasons and it stops you trying to do it so you have to get around that and then they scraped all the dryer reviews across all the products. And then they went and said, well, if we make a hairdryer that has a longer cord, because everybody's moaning about the cord only being, you know, what, two meters long. If we make it with a, you know, 10 meter cord, we'll have a best seller. And then they go and create that product, you know, buy it, uh, make it in China, put their brand on it and sell it. And that's what they, that's what they did. They became a very, very successful company. And so uh, that became more of my interest in, in the reviews. And you know, if you imagine, imagine, like, we grew up in shops and bakeries across Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire, uh, and we never knew, our parents never knew what the customers were thinking of their of their competitors' pies and cakes and things like that. It was only anecdotal in, uh, things that, you know, someone might come in the shop and go, oh, your pies are much better than um, Mr. Chatwin's or whatever it was, but it, it, you wouldn't get anything else. Don't but mention ne- that name. no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's all right now. Amazon's bakeries don't exist anymore. So Dad okay. still might
1: be listening to this.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if Chatwins are still going either. It is it's still going. Is it? Gosh. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So that 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 was a gift, isn't it? It's a real gift that you've got in the market. You've got a you've got Amazon reviews. You've got TrustPilot reviews. You've got eBay reviews. You've got so much data that is telling you exactly what customers are liking and not liking about the product. And there's, there's a few nuances on it that, that, that we've learned by doing it over and over and we'll go through that. So the first thing is, is to um, you know work out what products you're doing. We usually do it by category. so like let's say we're doing it for a vitamins category might go and do vitamin D um, as a category. And then we'll go and look at vitamin D reviews and we'll look at about um, maybe about thousand reviews if we're going to do a deep dive. Do a thousand. Well, it seems reviews. a lot, doesn't it? It is a lot, and it, it's a lot of work. But you know, we 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 get some
1: yeah
0: school. It's because it, it's, it's not it's not difficult lot. work. You've got, it's not you've got to do work. a lot
1: because mm. you need to have a reasonable sample. I mean, I I I remember ten years ago being involved with a um, you know focus group study for one of our e-commerce clients, and and what they did is, and this was a big a big fashion brand, and what they did is they they had like six people in a room six Mm. of their potential customers and they asked them what they liked and what they disliked. And I thought, my God, you know, one person said something and I thought, you know, we're changing the whole strategy based on this, what this one person has said. I mean, Mm. I just, that found it ludicrous. Yeah. So difficult. That that was happening. And Mm. yeah. And it's like, yeah, we might be right. Might, you know, you kind of, you know, you sort of tend to have something in your mind and you tend to look for things to reinforce that belief. But I think with with doing the, so many reviews, you know, it's genuine customers, and it's also your competitors too, so it's completely yeah. unbiased. And you put it into little camps anyway. I think you're telling, you're
0: talking. Yeah, about so technical. so we'll go and get like vitamin D's. We'll get a thousand reviews. Well, to be honest, like a lot of the time, we might do like 400 reviews. Like that, that'll probably be enough. Um, if I was going to launch a new business, I might do more. Uh, but if I know the market a little bit, then 400 probably is enough because a lot of the time you get the same kind of things coming out, even with 400. Um, and I have got a team that can do this, uh, which which helps. Um, and I think, well, I, I'm not sure whether I should offer this to the you... listeners, but like, if, if anybody wants us to do this, I'm sure we could look at doing something for people if they wanted to. So you can contact mm. us about this. But we'll go and do those, four, those 400 reviews. We'll put those 400 reviews. We'll start putting them into buckets, usually about five buckets. And we'll look at the review and go, if that's positive, what are they talking about? And is it something to do with, Quality of material? Is it something to do with delivery? Is it something to do with, you know, what, what element is it? And as you go through the reviews, those buckets will start coming out. So you'll start with, you know, like you say it's bedding, you'll start seeing what about washability, like doesn't wash well or does wash well, that kind of things. And that might be one of your buckets. And then you start yeah. just, you know, tagging each review into one of those buckets so you'll have if it's a good review over 4 4 out of 5 5 out of 5 you'll put it in the in some of the good buckets so it's like if someone's happy with this because they are they like the quality of the material uh, and that's the main gist of the review if they're unhappy with it you'll think well what's the main gist of this review is it because the delivery was late for example, there's usually with a, with a, with a review, they're quite short and sweet and there's usually a main thrust of it. And there's a main theme to it. And it's like, they are happy because of this thing or they're unhappy because of this thing. Yeah. And then as you top them up, we just use a matrix on a spreadsheet and we just top them up. And then at the end, end of, end of the day, when you've gone through the review uh, results, you'll have, um, you know, some of the buckets will have a lot more than others. And you'll say, well, this one, you know, like this one's um, let's just think of an example, like bedding, for example, You'll, you'll find that it's about comfort and washability. You can see that that is, is represented there. And the trick to it is what we're really looking for is things that people care about when they're happy and when they're sad. And what I mean by that is like embedding bedding, um, washability of the bedding comes out in the bad reviews, as a strong point and in the good reviews as a strong point. Mm. So you're seeing that across so, across both. And you you know
1: that that's an important point. So if yeah. you ever get something that's the same, they moan about the same thing and they rave about the same thing, you know yeah. you've found something that's really important to the customer. Really resonating. And yeah, and then you need to make sure that you're communicating that point in the right places throughout the
0: whole experience. Yeah. And then the, and like a, and then something that like a red herring, which we see a lot, is that when someone has a bad review, say of like a pressure cooker or something like that, because we've done those, is that when people moan about it, they, they are unhappy with the accessories, but they never talk about the accessories when they're happy. So, it, it, you know, like you, you wouldn't necessarily go and talk about how wonderful the accessories are because you haven't mm-hmm. seen them in the good reviews. It's just that people are getting upset about them when they bought them and they, they, they find them up to scratch. So, um, but you know, like, like the only other time you might do that is if everybody's buying the item over and over again, many times a year, and then the accessories are an important thing and they know that they've been burnt by bad accessories and they come through. But if it's like a pressure cooker, which is a one-time purchase, you know, you're only, you're going to buy a pressure cooker once every six years, probably if, if that, um, you know, like the accessories aren't going to be something you would lead with on the sale. So what we're looking for is something that kind of strikes across both um, both areas. Well, because... you don't
1: always, yeah, it's not. You don't always get it.
0: But, no, no, you
1: don't. You know, you know, maybe 70% of the time we've done this, we have found ones in the in the strong count, in the positive camp, and the negative camp yeah I mean i think we were t- thinking about some examples before just 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 off the cuff and I think one of the ones that we did recent fairly recently was with um a cook where uh someone was selling saucepans big 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 you know, everybody would know them and um and it shone out when we did the re- the positive reviews. And the negative reason, the one thing that they wanted when they when when they were happy, they raved about the fact that it was really easy to clean mm. and when they were unhappy, they moaned about the fact that it was really hard to clean now this wasn't it, we didn't just look at this one bit; we looked at lots of businesses who were selling similar types of saucepans, yeah. You know, so it was. It was that we knew that that, it, and it sounds really bloody obvious, doesn't it? Well, of I was course, just thinking we're bothered that, about yeah. it. Really but, the, but but seeing in front of you goes right. That is clearly a big thing because you never really know what's the biggest thing that people yeah. really want to get right. And there was a lovely little quote that that we found, and and this is where some of the the, the copywriting can come from. But one of the, one of the reviews said. It's so easy to clean, even my sixteen year old can do it.
0: yeah, and that was just so brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's Relax. the next step's the next step of it. So once you've got the once you've got the reviews in the buckets, you then look for maybe four themes from the good reviews and the bad reviews, and you bring those out. So let's say it's bedding, one of the themes might be washability and for good. and then what we're looking for, is common language that people use when they are happy about washability so they might be saying you know might you might find the f- same phrase like washes really well or like in in the saucepan example um, the wording truly nonstick came out a lot mm. so like it was what we're looking for is that kind of the, the the language and the feeling and the emotion that the people are putting into those kind of words that we can then reflect that back to the customer because that's what we want to do we want to basically we, they're going to have an emotion when they're happy with something and we want to show them that that emotion is going to happen before they before they buy it so they can kind of feel like oh truly nonstick i mean it sounds ridiculous but if you put that in front of them it's like yeah. when it, with um, with uh, selling dressing gowns and i put the word cozy in in the in the in the product cut in, in the advert and it just took off because i was just hitting of exactly what people wanted to feel when when they experienced the product yeah. um well let's so,
1: pull out some of the we yeah. Just let's out some go of through the, them. The cool the cool ones because I mean, we just wrote them down before didn't we? Yeah. And I think the first one we we're talking about was was this was this was a company selling uh storage boxes like house moving boxes. Yeah. And when we looked at the reviews, the a lot of negative reviews said I hate it when the box the box was weak and flimsy. Yeah. And this positive positive reviews said the box is really strong and sturdy. Mm. So uh, you know, And this was across different competitors, but the, the ones that were doing really well, the ones that had great reviews, often contained the box was really strong and sturdy. Mm. And the ones with loads of negative reviews were the box was weak and flimsy. So, you know, it's really, bloody obvious. So I remember talking to the to the business about it, saying, well, how can we demonstrate that the boxes are really strong and sturdy? And they came up with the idea that they were going to get one of the warehouse guys to stand on the box Yeah, you know, that was you know obviously an empty box, but to show how strong and sturdy their boxes were, and I think they I think they said something like the world's strongest house moving box. I don't know how they came up and claimed it, Mm. but it was like you know, so the the, it became really clear and
0: easy to understand what the message was, what the marketing was, and what people really cared about. Yeah, so that's that's it. It's understanding what it is, and then how you can demonstrate it, not just with words, but visually as well. If you could, you know, it's like how do how do you do that so with bedding how do you do the washability how do you show that on the, on the product page and i think mm. that that and you can often tie the guarantees and the
1: promises into it yes true you know That's, if people yeah. are bothered about the washability you can send tight, you know we're so confident that you, that, you know, that you're going to love this product we guarantee that you can wash this perfectly for 365 days every day and if it if it color fades you can give it your money back
0: yeah you can sort of tie the guarantees into it yeah you it can
1: comes like a no brainer well they just see
0: you can see exactly how you build a business around it can't you because you go well everybody mm. else in bedding they, they, you can't return it if you open it but actually the main result worry is what happens when you wash it if we say you can return it after it wash it knowing our products really good then we can go and we can go and claim the market because we yeah. know you know it's 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 building it from there and and you know what's what it, it's it's all a perception this because you could just
1: say you've got a sixty-day returns policy. Well, actually, mm. sixty days is pretty good. But you could say that if it's if it's better, you could say you've got a sixty get sixty-day better sleep promise or a mm. sixty-day guaranteed washability test promise. Mm. You can tie it in. You can tie these these promises and guarantees into something that actually matters.
0: Yeah. So, what were some of the other ones? Well, gifting. Um, anything to do with gifting, gift boxes, all that kind of stuff, uh, it always comes out that it's around time of delivery. Delivery. Like, you know, people, like, they, a lot, it's, yes, it's about the gift and people are unhappy with the gift if it's crap and looks cheap and all that kind of stuff. But like what comes out in the good and the bad ones is like, did it arrive on time? And that's so, so you go and look at some gift sites and you're like, well, you're not telling people exactly when it's going to arrive um, the biggest, biggest
1: anxiety when you're buying a gift online is, is it going to arrive on time for the birthday, the hmm. event, the Father's Day, the Mother's Day, the Valentine's Day, etc., etc.? And also, is your, it gonna the other
0: mistake people make is they have the, the returns policy too short. So if I'm buying you a present yeah. from, you know, and I'm thinking I'm going to Ian's birthday party in two weeks time, I'll buy something. It's got a 14 day return. He's going to have to open it on that day and return it straight away. If he doesn't like it, you know, so like if I have, if you're doing gifting, you can't have a 14 day return. It's not right. long enough to get it, give it to somebody and then to decide they don't want it. And it, and, and all these things with that returns,
1: you know, it's really, it's it's, it's a marketing cost mm. and it's free money really because it tends, it doesn't tend to increase the actual amount of returns. Yeah. But yeah. it gives the confidence to the almost buyer who should have bought to buy.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: they... and, and, and honestly, I think one of the I just, just I just emphasise that one point again because if, if you ever see a jewellery business or a gifting business that doesn't make it incredibly clear on the product page and the basket page that it's guaranteed to arrive in on the date they're specifying, you know you need you need you need your mm. bloody you need shooting because it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, they're not going to buy if there's any risk. They're buying a gift. For, for an event, because any risk it's not going to run, it's not going to buy. No. Why, why on earth wouldn't you make sure that's showcased? It? Yeah. Amazing.
0: So, another one we did a lot for was a vitamin site, and we went and looked at um, every different type of tablet that they were selling. So, you can't actually say tablet in Google, they, they get rid of you. So, supplement they were selling. Um, so, like uh, vitamin D, omega all 3, all the, all the different ones. And when we're looking for, um, the main things that people were worried about on each category because we wanted to have the copy at the right at each category and kind of you know because people have got to choose that vitamin d and they don't want to know what to do and what came out was a lot you know a lot of the time it was taste being able to swallow it because a lot of people have tr- trouble swallowing large pills and stuff especially if they're older mm. um and um, whether the bottle resealed and things like that. So all these things came out that we wouldn't really have thought about. We thought, oh, it would just be about whether it, it's effective and stuff like that. But actually, you start to find that, especially with like uh, Omega-3s, like the taste, and do they smell of fish? Yeah. And things like that came out that was yeah. really important. Easy to swallow. Yeah. And then you go mm. and look at it. You go and look at it and you go, is that obvious? And then, you, you know, you might even want, if you're selling other people's products, you might go, you know, Omega-3, um, at low smell. Once. So you could then go and buy by low smell, or you might go and say, by easy to swallow. So you kind of let people Mm. filter by small pills and things like that. Because on most other websites, you can't do that. They just say, here's a pill. Do you want to be, you know, they don't tell you what's the sort of
1: thing you just wouldn't know. You know, what we're trying to do here, you know, the last thing we want you to do is plonk products on a page and expect people to buy. Mm. You know, Mm. it's just not good enough. You know, it's a really lazy. The other one was quite similar to that, but this was health foods. So health yeah. foods, um, like chia seeds and things like that. Yeah. And and the, and the thing that when we looked at the reviews that came out was that people really moaned if the expiry date was quite close. Yeah. So yeah. if it was like, you know, expired within sort of three months, it was a perception that, you know, I bloody hell, you know, I knew mm. it wouldn't be fresh. You know, it's been sat there on the shelf for bloody, a year, nearly out of date. And the other thing they really bothered about was: could can they see, reseal the packaging to keep it fresh? Mm. So they didn't use it, and that's what that's what they And you never would have really. I mean, you know, when, when we read these things out and when we found them, it's like it's, it sounds really obvious, of course.
0: But it, want it's amazing. You the go and do food this. Supplements
1: that's fresh. You, uh, every yeah, time I've we, done yeah. this,
0: every time I've done this, and then gone looked at the website I'm looking at, and I'm like, that's not obvious. It's not yeah. obvious why why where you fix those things, and it it's it's because I think we're too close to the product. We know that our sheets are fantastic. We know our bedding is washable. You know, it's like you just buy it. You know, it's just we be don't. Too close, be to, too it, close yeah. to it. So and, and also you
1: and you what you tend to do is go you list ten things, mm. whereas actually you only bothered about one. Yeah, it's so the you want, amplification. You're going to amplify the things that actually matter that come up time and time and time again. Mm. The other one that we were it working with a company selling alcohol online, and surprisingly, people got cross when it arrived damaged. Yeah, you know, it's like. Okay. And we talked to this but company. It like it came up, a and we lot. talked to
0: this company, and one of the big things was was how amazing the packaging was. Like it was all like mm. proper, padded, and all that kind of stuff, and it, you know, they'd really done a lot of work on it, but it wasn't mentioned on said, the page at said, all.
1: I know, and they said, they said we did this drop test where we, we took the the box and we dropped it off um off a forklift truck, mm. and to see if it would break and it didn't and it, it you know and everything and all the bottles and all the you know the glass bottles inside were all perfect. And we're like, my god, this is incredible! Like, this is the sort of stuff we need to put online. Yeah. Because one of the biggest anxieties is, will my al- alcohol pack arrive on time, and will it be will it be damaged? Yeah. You know, and so all the evidence, and then and then and then tying in the promise. You know the guarantee mm. that it will arrive on time and it won't be damaged. And if this happens, you know, this mm. is what we'll do. Mm.
0: Um, what was it? What was the other one? The other one was yeah. um, it was gym equipment. So it was this like big gym equipment where you kind of like have squat racks and things like that. And what they big um, bulky, you know, yeah, stuff. And what we yeah. found was that the biggest anxiety was you know obviously delivery, but not just delivery, but like people thinking they were going to have to take a whole day off work when it was getting delivered because. Of how it was going to get arrived and when it yeah. was going to be and it was like because they couldn't and have that it, sitting yeah. on you, on on the doorstep yeah
1: will you be able to take will you be able to carry it
0: in yeah to the gate all that kind of stuff so what they you needed really to be able to say to start, is like we it? will guarantee your delivery shot to an hour we'll give you 24 hours notice we will be there at that time we will lift everything into your thing even you know like even upstairs and therefore you're going to get the sale because the other people aren't saying that, and it's it's all yeah. about how you get over that main main anxiety. And people will pay more money to have it done properly rather than just you mm-hmm. know because nobody wants some uh, you know two tons worth of gym equipment st- plonked on their front lawn, thinking, well, I can't even get that into the house. You know that's that's your nightmare, isn't it? So it comes yeah, out. It. it comes out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and also not just the product page, not just your adverts, but also your your welcome series emails and your abandoned email series. These are the anxieties yeah. that you want to be amplifying, that you get rid of in those emails, so that you have this kind of integrated whole process that you're basically going, I know you're worried about this, and I know you desire this, and this is exactly what we're gonna give you, because mm. um, I'm showing it's it to really you over point. and over.
1: It's a really good point. You can't just say this once. Mm. You know, it can't just be on your homepage or your, you know, the about us page. It's got to be weaved in in and throughout the entire e-commerce journey, and when by that I mean not just the website, I mean all your remarketing stuff as well, your emails, mm. your abandonment emails, your marketing middle funnel stuff, and and then and, and you've also got to, once you've done that, you know, you figured out what the main anxieties are, you've lined them all up, you've knocked them down. Then people still have anxieties because they then start to think, well, can I trust this? Yeah, okay, they've got all these, you know, no criminal returns. They've got the 60-day guarantee. and they've, They're addressing the, you know, the fact that it's easy, easy swallow pill and all these kind of things. They then start to think, well, can I trust you? And they're looking for evidence of trust and credibility because obviously you're going to say your products were amazing. Of course you would. They expect you to. And that's when you bring out the the customer testimonials and the third party credibility, and that's kind of like, you know, you it's know, you know, sort of a nice three hundred and sixty degree look at how you how you build desirability, credibility, get rid of the anxieties, show show the trust and credibility piece, and then obviously give them the reason to act now. But that's mm. a whole new different podcast. Mm. But yeah, I think that's probably quite a bit of this. It sounds like um, a big thing to do, but it sounds, you know, it is something that, you know, is, it was a bit of a Hamilton Brothers secret, but it's not, because it's really obvious and anybody can do it. It's the first thing we tell people to do. And I, I also say this, if you're going to try and enter a new market, mm. you know, if you're trying to launch a new brand, you, you, you cannot launch a brand in a new market unless you go and do the anxiety work go and look at the the, the market reviews. Yeah. You really got an understanding of what of what the job to be done is,
0: and what the anxieties. Well, are. it's the it's the go-to. I mean, it was it was interesting I was speaking to somebody who, it was. I won't say what the angles, you know, and I'll know who they are. But they were, um, and you'll know who I are as soon as I say this, anyway. But they were saying a um, they had live chat on the site, and they viewed live chat as, um, a hassle. As, a, as something that was annoying because it, you know, it, drew, it drew, the, drew the staff in and all that kind of stuff. So what they'd done was they created a lot of frequently asked questions and things on the site and tried to answer those and put them in the chat and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously they weren't getting that many live chat because they thought the answers were being asked, uh, were being answered. Um, but I was like saying, well, yes, but at the same time, we want to make we want to engage as much as we can with our customers all the time so that we are are, are picking stuff out. you know the demo site that we we're, we're selling betting on which people probably know like from the live chat which i'm looking at all the time i'm picking up things all the time like i can see our size guide is rubbish things like that are just kind of coming out all the time because i'm i'm live with it and i'm and i'm i'm getting feedback so i want to engage as much as possible and the way i look at live chat is so as I get things from live chat, I, I go and take those things that I'm seeing, like someone's, you know, people not, not knowing how deep the, the deep fitted sheets are, and make that more obvious so they don't have to ask that question. But at the same time, I don't want to stop people talking on live chat. In fact, I want to have continue to have more live chat because I always want to be going after the almost buyers because the almost buyers will always ask a question because they have a question about something that you haven't Mm. even thought about. But obviously, you want to get rid of the easy questions like, you know, how deep are your sheets and how long is it going to take to deliver? And do you do Saturday delivery and all those things? So so it's a very good point, actually, that you've got to have a continual loop so that
1: your live chat team are continually feeding back the most commonly asked questions. And that's given to the UX team and the copywriters and the product category
0: champions yeah to make sure that they're adding these things to the site and also getting people into conversations from the email starting more conversations with people like it's I think that that there's a feeling in e-commerce compared to having a physical store if you had a physical dress store selling dresses you would have one or two salespeople that would be actively encouraging conversations with people in the store and those are the ones that would would sell the most dresses when we go online Obviously, we're kind of thinking, oh well, we don't have we don't have those staff there. We don't have we don't have uh, stock, and we don't have all you know we have stock, but we don't have the the shop and the costs and the rent and all that kind of stuff. But the the future of e-commerce is going to be the e-commerce site that engages the most with their customers, because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the engagement, so they can actually ask a question, know that someone's there. And then, then they can kind of feed back. And you're just going to get so much more feedback from your customers in real time coming through. So the, re- the review mining is the first part of it. Live chat is the next part of it. And then starting conversations in your email list. And you have to have a team to be able to do that because otherwise mm. you're going to be, and, and this is what I'm seeing is like in, during COVID and the lockdowns, the sites did well regardless. They could have put, you know, like crappy products so crappy product pages and sold homeware and all that kind of stuff and just done amazing now we're coming out of it and it's the, the, the it's the businesses not only the ones that have a good offer which we talked about but the ones that are engaging with the customers because those are the people they want to trust somebody they've had a conversation with um, and also it's flushing out all of the things that's wrong with your website all the time you know and it's every day there's something else like bloody hell, why yeah. didn't I think of that it's like, of course, I know, and it becomes really obvious. Yeah,
1: you know, When you see it, I think I think the only thing I'll say on 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 the review and the analysis is that you know, the two camps of e-commerce are if you're selling other people's products or it's your own brand, mm. and that is a fundamentally different strategy for e-commerce because if you're selling other people's products, they can buy anywhere. The main question. Is why I buy from you. Mm. So you know, you know. In some respects, don't fall down the trap of trying to sell the product over another product. The, the main question is why people should buy the product from you in the first place, because mm. they can buy it from anywhere.
0: Yeah. So I think that's just something to note. Yeah. And the other, thing, the other thing I was just going to say is, if everybody, anybody's on any of our programs or in our coaching programs or working with us, we um, I'll I will I'll let my team do this for you if 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 you want. Obviously, we'll charge a little bit of money to do it, but I, I think that's probably the best the best thing to do. If you're sitting there stuck and you think I really like to do this and you're on one of our programs, then reach mm-hmm. out to us and we can um, I can I can use some of my VA team to to do some of these mining's for you because I think you find some really good um, good feedback you always find some little nuggets mm. in it mm. and it's just yeah. one of those things you think oh that would be a brilliant idea to do but you'd never do it you're never going to do it yeah let's face it
1: mm. never going to do it
0: yeah so the offer's there if you're on, if you're on the programmes yeah my
1: brother to do it yeah. he loves doing it he's got nothing better to do he's sitting
0: looking at thousands of reviews oh it's all about that's Mark by the way yeah that's Mark not Ian yeah oh anyway thank you very much Ian yeah it was good I'll speak to you soon no
1: problem This. yeah cheerio good night